Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. What up, cool cats? <laughs> I'm just jamming to the music with my headphones on. <laughs> this week on Run. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Erotic Awakening, Areas of Control with Devin Stone, Polly Surprises, and Sexy or Smart. We'd like to thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, you usually jump in right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should get crappier headphones. These are too good. They I'm are really spacing good. spacing into the music. <laughs> uh, although it doesn't last forever, so I better keep going. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kingstarter cards as well as discounts to events like our upcoming one-of-a-kind Hearts and Collars event. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. And there. There, we got rid of the music. Just in time, too. It just <laughs> did fade out. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you now? I'm doing okay. It's been a long day. It has. We're did still I... moving and unpacking and trying to catch up on stuff. And I've got subs and service intensive thoroughly underway and all my... Presenters picked out and classes scheduled, and we've added an extra night, so I got to rework the whole schedule and all <laughs> that's done. And just threw in a fundraiser that we're going to do on March 13th. So I've contacted a lot of people about that and hearts and collars. We have three events in flight at the moment. Three events. So, yes. Before, when is hearts and collars? Hearts and collars. So let's see. We got, what did I say we have? We have the fundraiser, which uh-huh. is on the March 13th. We have hearts and, and collars on the 14th. Yep. What was the third one? Service. service, which is April 10th and 11th. So I keep telling the boyfriend things are going to slow down so we can go out <laughs> to dinner. And then I throw something else in the mix. Uh, today on the podcast, we are going to be speaking with Devin Stone, who uh, came back for a return engagement. Didn't get enough of the flirty questions the first time around. <laughs> and they're going to be talking about their new book, A Quick Reference Guide to Areas of Control. But Don, before we get there, it just so happens that the funny thing is, uh, we have a quick question of the day, which I hope is a quick question of the day, uh, which you just alluded to. You kept telling the boyfriend things are going to slow down. That kind of implies that's not me you're talking about. That is true. Because we do practice the polyamory. polyamory. Mm-hmm. So, Don, the question of the day is this. What is one thing about polyamory that just kind of surprised you? Not like a big deal or anything, just like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen or something along those lines. Oh, that's a thinker. Only because I've been working all day and the brain's not chugging along. <laughs> well, this is what's going to help that brain chug along. Right. I, will, I will go first then. Will you go first? Okay, yeah, maybe maybe it'll... Because I've got an obvious one, but I'm trying to see if there's another little one. But oh, and there's, a, there's lots of them, right? But mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I found surprising about polyamory, the little thing that just, you know, nobody quite would warn me about this one. No, no that's kind of strange. That's an interesting one. Is... This, how different it is to sleep on the other side of the bed. <laughs> I, you and I have been sleeping on the, together for 20 years, and I always mm-hmm. sleep on the right side of the bed. You're on my left. Wait. Yes, correct. And we've done that for 20 years. And um, for a long time, when I was sleeping with Karen, it was always the opposite. Right. And I don't know why. Nobody decided that. It wasn't like a poly decision. I think it was because, I don't know, it's just what we did. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of interesting to me. And it was kind of our thing for me that we slept. I slept on the other side with right. Karen, right? So it's like it's always significant in this tiny little not big deal sort of way. So that's one of the little poly surprise things to me hmm. that nobody warned me about. Well, 
No, see, the only one that's in my head is the time involved, right? So, I mean, when I have pictures in my head, it's like, oh, we do this and we do that and we do this. And no, there's time that has to be managed Mm. to make things happen. So, but that, to me, that's a big obvious one. So I'm not exactly sure. I do agree with you. There's things that are different that I do with DART than what I do with you. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, but you and I have a power exchange relationship as well, and he and I do not. I'll give you another one since okay. you don't want to use the big one. Um, I don't want to use the big one? The time. Oh, yeah. oh, time, yeah. So, it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a valid one. Oh, so yeah. I was trying yeah. to think of a little one. But I don't know that it's, yeah, right. It's not like it's the little thing. It's like the, that's half of our classes are about right. time management. <laughs> um, is that I would wear slightly different clothes with Karen. Huh. Yeah, you would. But but that was mainly but she would have she had a different sense of shopping and she she picked some clothes for me and it was very different. Some of them I liked, some of them I didn't like. Some of them but I often you would look at that and go, Ugh, what's that? That's yeah. not what you wear. So it was neat to say, No, no, that's what I wear on Wednesday. This is my Wednesday wear. Huh. No, I still can't think of anything. Well there like you go. I said, the main differences with uh, my two relationships or at least these two relationships, is that one's power exchange and one's not. So if I wear something different over to darts, mm-hmm. it's because he could care less and he hasn't told me what he likes right. for me to wear. So I wear what I want to wear. And with you, sometimes you have a preference, so I wear what you mm-hmm. want me to wear. So, you know, so mine's more things like that. that Makes sense. Yeah, just because it's two different styles of relationships. Speaking of power exchange relationships, tonight on the podcast, we do have Devin Stone, returning uh, guest. And uh, Devin, my underst- oh, first off, Devin, thanks for being back on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my understanding is you just published a new book, or a fairly new book, at least uh, to us. It's only two months old at this point, released in December of 19. Uh, a quick reference guide to the areas of control and something along the lines of it's a quick reference guide that's get that's designed to get you thinking and talking about your power exchange in a whole new way. Tell us more about that. Um, it kind of depends on what you want to know. Uh, this this book has only been reviewed twice on Amazon, so I can't tell you much about what other people think. Um, but I can tell you that it is twenty two pages long. <laughs> <laughs> and it's roughly just under 2,000 words. So it is a very, very, very quick read, okay. um, hence the quick reference guide. Um, but it's all about negotiation. Um, uh, one of the things that I do in power exchange relationships that I've found is a little different is I actually um, break down what authority transfer means to me. Um, so I use the term authority transfer, not power exchange. Uh, but for me, just because a relationship is total authority transfer doesn't mean that I automatically under any circumstance get 100% authority over someone's life without talking about each individual aspect of authority. So somebody told me that I should write it down (laughs) and I did. Cool. Um, So it's basically just different areas uh, of a person's life that could possibly be um, taken under authority by another human and, uh, it's it's just a list of questions to ask yourself to get you thinking. Well, why the why the difference between authority transfer and power exchange? Um, I believe that in 
relationship, we call them designer relationships in my, in my friend circle. Um, but I believe that in designer relationships, we don't ever exchange power um, because I believe that a person's power is their own and can never be taken from them, can never be given away. Um, I believe that we're actually um, talking about authority rather than power. And for me, because I do 100% authority, it's, it's a transfer of authority rather than an exchange in my, uh, in my relationship with my property. It doesn't expect anything in return for me holding the authority in its life. It's mine um, without question. There's no, I will only submit my authority to you if you check X, Y, and Z boxes for the next 20 years. Cool. So I see Dan over there thinking, so. Yeah. So so at this point, you've been on the podcast twice, so we're friends. So I can ask (laughs) you the harder questions. Do you believe that that person that you're in a relationship with, that, that property relationship truly expects nothing from you? I think in the traditional way that we think about it, yes. Um, What my property expects from me, and this is my perspective and my relationship. um, And well, my one relationship, I'm in two different authority transfer relationships and they work very differently. But for this one, um, without question, at any point in time, um, yes. Um, there's there's no expectation. Um, I'm not expected to keep it fed or clothed or loved or cared for or happy or any of those things that, that one might normally negotiate in a relationship. Now, you, you mentioned in the prequel of the book or the, the description of the book that you include things like medical decisions and hair color and educational opportunities and diet and that kind of thing. Are those things that you suggest mm-hmm. should be negotiated into every authority transfer relationship? I think that's a little bit of a loaded question, but I, I believe <laughs> that every that every section that's in this book should be discussed. Um, I, I believe that you should, when you're negotiating a new relationship, to sit and go through each question and decide how the S type in that relationship might feel about those things, how the D type might feel, and negotiate each each singular decision and say things like, so take hair color, for instance, and the D type says, I would love to be able to constantly have authority over what color your hair is. And the S type says, well, I could be okay with that, but only if it didn't affect my job. Um, if, if my job doesn't allow me to have lime green hair, I would not have lime green hair if that's what you wanted. Are you okay with that? Um, and just things like that for each different section. So let, let's continue with the hair then. In that situation, you've had that conversation, you've come up with the lime green doesn't work for my, uh, my job. What do you do with that information? Does it get, you just both nod and say, okay, we, we've heard each other, that's good enough, or do you write it down or formally create some kind of a contract? I think that's up to each individual relationship. You know, not, not everybody does contracts, not everybody writes things down. Some people just remember all of those details. Um, it just kind of depends. But I think that the important part is that you have the conversation um, and, and decide how the authority works in that dynamic in those sections. So basically saying, this is what I will agree to as the bottom. This is what I will agree to as the top. Um, and that's when you can get into things like responsibility um, and figuring out what each person would need in order for that particular agreement to be in place. Cool. So can I ask a question about the authority transfer that you personally practice? 
So, sure. Okay. So, um, because I'm thinking, and I know I've had a conversation with somebody recently where they thought they were in an authority transfer or however you want to label it and thought that they had no expectations and thought they had gone into it, you know, with this idea of no expectations and then found out that they really did have expectations. How do you deal with that? I know it's a little bit off the topic of the book, but I'm just curious about that question with authority transfer. So you're saying that the the person was under the assumption that didn't have, are you talking about the D type in that relationship? The not S having type. a responsibility to the F type? Right, no, the S type thought that they were going into the relationship, an authority transfer relationship, owner property. And they thought they were going into it and they were like, you know, of, of, I have no expectations. I'm giving all the authority to the D type. And this is exactly what I want. And this is what feeds me. And then got unhappy because they didn't realize that they actually did have expectations. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, it wasn't like they had lied, but they kind of weren't self-aware that they really did have expectations of the D type. I mean, if that, if that happens, I know it's a little off topic, but if that happens, what would you recommend? I would say that that's a break in communication rather than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go so far as to say that that either of the people in that situation lacked self awareness, um, or that they lacked negotiation tactics. But more that when we say everything, that's a big word, right? Um, when when we say no expectations, no responsibility, those are those are huge words for what most people negotiate to be lifetime relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's, you know, and Dawn's not off topic because it, it really is. That's why I wrote the book. Um, <laughs> so that when you say everything, uh, no, and I'm not going to say that there's not one single question that you could ever possibly think of that's not in this book, because I'm sure there are. Um, but for the most part, if you say everything and you have gone through this book, you're pretty damn close to everything. Um, because you have discussed not just how you feel about the authority for each topic as in, can I tell you to do this? Um, Can you make me do this from the bottom side? But you've also talked about the responsibility. So you're talking about, you know, if I do tell you to to dye your hair lime green and you do lose your job, what do we do? Um, So you're negotiating every little teeny tiny little thing that you can possibly think of. And that helps you organize so that at the point that you're, you know, you're talking about a, a couple that, that didn't realize that there were expectations. You almost you almost could not have that happen after you've had these conversations that are that are outlined in the book. Okay. I like that idea because it does happen. You know, you think you've got this beautiful utopia idea of how it's going to be. That's what makes you all yummy. And then that's not how it really is because it just wasn't. <laughs> Do you? Ex- it, I, it really, it really came up weirdly enough. It really came up because of a conversation I had at the Eagle, um, mm-hmm. probably about a year, year and a half ago, with a couple that had just gotten into um, what they called a, a master slave relationship, and the the S type had basically said that um, she was in love and she she knew and she trusted him. Right? That's that we talk about that a lot. Right. She trusted him that that his his goals in life matched hers. Had um, what, what some people call the alignment of will, right? 
the the future idea is, is relatively the same. You know, they both wanted kids. They both wanted to be married. Um, they wanted to live together and share finances. So they, they really didn't disagree on much. And she said about three weeks later that uh, ran into each other at the bar, and she said that she, she was uncollared now. Um, she, she That master is not hers. They're not in a relationship anymore. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. That was ooh, three weeks. Right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, what what happened? And she was like, well, he told me that he didn't like um, when I went out on Saturday nights to my book club that we talked about um, the intimate details of our relationship. And I said, oh, so you you didn't have a conversation about confidentiality um, and, and what you were allowed to share with other people and what you weren't. And she was like, no, we never talked about that. I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, that's interesting because I, I talk about that when I negotiate a relationship. Mm-hmm. And we kind of started getting more into it. And she goes, well, he also he also wanted me to make his coffee at 6 a.m. And I'm not a morning person. I don't go to work until 10 a.m. I don't want to wake up at 5.30 to make his coffee. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, I mean, that's fair. Uh, you didn't you didn't talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> and and it just kind of kept going like that. There were other details, and it was, you know, oh, he wanted me to cut my hair short, and he wanted me to wear skirts instead of pants. And I was like, you you didn't talk about if he could control your clothing? You didn't, why didn't you have these conversations? And then I started realizing, I don't know a lot of people that really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Until you've been in the situation more than one time, you you may not know what to ask, and and Don would never expect me to. Um, I mean, the the new order I gave Don, which is not that far from our normal life to start with, but is just the recent thing is because we live on this two story house now. So I'm like, well, I'll make my coffee the night before, put it in this particular mug, which keeps it warm. Stick it by my computer, so when I get up, I can walk, sit by my computer, don't have to go make coffee or anything. Right? That's nothing that. You know, when Dawn and I started, that she would have ex- that I could have negotiated in, right? So there's always going to be, I would think, or uh, I guess adjustments, adjustments. But I get the impression what you're saying is that the the negotiate the the quick ride uh, the quick reference guide to areas of control might help you to get to all of those questions, or at least, I mean, obviously you can't ask that specific question. Will you expect me to get you coffee at 11 o'clock at night so you can drink it eight hours later? <laughs> Cause I'm the only one weird enough to drink coffee like that, but it, you, so you do have to generalize it in some way, I assume. So where, where's the generalization yeah. for something like that? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah. And I think that like, for, for me, that's, that's something that falls more into like a changing of a protocol or a changing of expected orders versus an actual authority. You know, that Dan, that doesn't change the authority that you have over Dawn, right? You're, you're not going from having no control over her career to all of a sudden having full control over her career. You know, you're, you're asking for coffee at a different time of day. But if you have authority over how she spends her time and you've discussed when you're not at work or when you're not with family, and I dictate the time that you can be with your family. I dictate the time you spend with your children. I dictate the time you spend with friends. The rest of the time belongs to me. If you've had that conversation, then 20 years later in your relationship, when you want her to make you coffee at a different time, you've already discussed that you control her time. See, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And do you do anything? And 
one more question on the book, if you don't mind. Do you do anything related to time in that you should negotiate, you should review this at six months or one year or four years? People by nature change. So do you account for or do you, do you look into or is this more just for a foundation to get you started? Um, what I say in, I believe, yep, it is on the back of the book, whether you are new to authority transfer or a veteran of the practice, whether your dynamic is just starting or has lasted a lifetime, you will find something in here. Um, and I did that because this book is like twelve ninety nine on Amazon. You pick it up, it's going to last you forever. And you can use this book, whether you are a D-type or an S-type that's currently thinking about a DS or MS relationship, you haven't decided what you want, but you're kind of thinking about it, mm-hmm. or you've found a compatible person and you want to negotiate, or you've been in the relationship for a year or two years and you want to renegotiate, or you've been in the relationship for 20 years and you pick it up and you see five questions that you've never think, you've never thought to ask each other. So you have an interesting conversation and maybe you change something, maybe you don't, but you know, you've thought about it. Very cool. Yeah, you say it, it, it. Obviously, it's fairly new, so you've only just got your first couple of reviews. But uh, what? How? How have, how have they been so far? It's so scary asking people about the re- <laughs> reviews, right? But how have your reviews been so far? I only have two, um, and one. Uh, so they're both five star reviews. Wonderful. Um, the first one. The first one basically says that it's concise. It won't take you very long to read, and it's really thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one basically says, I'm not quoting, but it basically says something about um, myself and my girl or myself and my slave found things that we've never thought to, to ask each other or oh, talk about. Cool. Fantastic. It sounds like a great resource, really. I mean, sometimes we'll talk about, you know, you should talk about these things and, you know, maybe design a contract or, you know, whatever, just put it in writing. But sometimes people don't know what to talk about. We tell them to make sure they're on the same page, they have the same definitions, things like that. But again, not exactly mm-hmm. what to talk about. So that's kind of neat. Sounds like it's all encompassing. I'm, I'm sold. Where can I get this book? You can find it on Amazon. Um, it's in print and ebook. Um, and both both uh, the print and the ebook are twelve ninety nine. It's called a quick reference guide to the areas of control, and it's by me. And my name is spelled kind of weird. It's D E V Y N Stone. Fantastic. Thank you very much, uh, Devin. Stick around. Uh, as you know, you're going to get stuck with a flirty question in just a moment, and it won't be long because <laughs> we don't have a lot to talk about before we get there. Cool. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> no, Don. Um, I, very neat. You'd mentioned at the top of the show that we had just moved. I thought that was super sweet of Sasquatch. They sent us a picture to cheer, cheer us, us up, up with all the moving pressure. All the moving under. and all the stress and all that type of stuff. Yeah, it was of a dinosaur <laughs> called a thesaurus. Thes- oh, shit. How do you say it? Thesaurus. <laughs> a thesaurosaur? <laughs> a thesaurosaur. <laughs> <laughs> that was just really cute. So Sasquatch is uh, back on the on the feet again. So hadn't heard from him in a while, and now I've heard a couple of times. It is really neat to, as we've run around different events and different interactions with people, mm-hmm. um, people just say, hey, how's that move going? It's like, how do you know about the move? Oh, right. We have oh, a podcast. I we was, can't shut up. I was talking with somebody here at the space the other night, 
and um, did not realize they listened to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was getting ready to just update them on the move. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know. I listened to that episode. <laughs> and someone else was like, oh, wait, I'm an episode behind. Don't talk that much about it. And I'm like, oh, God damn. <laughs> All right. I won't talk to you in person. Just go plug in the episode. <laughs> Have you... Um become at all annoyed by the amount of money I've spent on creating a, a smart home. Oh my goodness. So, but I am starting to get used to it. It is kind of nice to say that a word, the name of the, <laughs> the name <laughs> of our robot. The yes. name of a robot. I don't even want to say it in here in case you've got another one in here. <laughs> she tries to do something. So, but uh, it is kind of neat to turn lights on and off. And uh, now we've got the, the uh, camera at the front door. Mm -hmm. So, when I texted you to see if that was you that was home, yeah, <laughs> it's because I'd gotten a message that somebody walked through the front door, and then you didn't reply. And I'm I, like, huh? It I'm isn't not until going home. <laughs> it isn't until we had one of these um, uh, front door cameras that I realized just how much time and we go in and out the door. In and out the door because of all the messages of, we're well, getting. <laughs> because the dog, the dog's always getting walked. Oh, she is. Yes. Well, that was funny. I went home today at lunchtime to Walker and because um, I had been with uh, Arcane and um, doing Flogger stuff. And then before coming to the space, I stopped at Walker and uh, you texted me and said, oh, she had a poo. <laughs> How'd you know? Because I was carrying the little blue bag yes, and the camera. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of creepy, to be honest. I like it. I thought it was a little weird. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh, we do have some flirty questions we have to knock out first. And we got some tentacles and some food on boobs. I don't think we have. Do we not? Mm. Oh, oh my God, we sure do. We'll get there in a moment. Uh, before we get there, um, Devin, as our guest, you get to choose which of the three flirty questions that you would like to be annoyed by. One, two, or three. And there might even be a good one in there. Lately, these have been good. Oh, man. I'm going to go with uh, two. With two? All right. I'm going to ask it because there's a grammar mistake in it. Okay. And I figured out what it was. <laughs> so your flirty question, are you always like this or just with hot guys like me? <laughs> <laughs> always. So, yes. <laughs> so would you say that's a good flirty question or not? I would, I would say it's interesting. Uh, I'm not into guys, so that kind of threw me. Right. Um, <laughs> you know what? It if, could be switched to hot gals like me. Dawn, mm. slave of 20 years. Yes, sir. I give you permission that if I ever refer to myself as a, a hot, hot guy, guy, you may kick me in the ankle. <laughs> yes, sir. Especially if I'm flirting with a woman that I'm actually, or, or anyone that I'm actually interested in and say, hey, I'm a hot guy. Because it does sound a little slimy, it's, doesn't it? <laughs> different things work for different people. Don? Um, Don't, you, know, you just looked I, at it. I know. Well, I'm, I, I did, but I've already forgotten them, and I caught myself looking again and I'm gonna blinked. ask. I'm going to ask okay. you number one. Okay. Would you rather be considered sexy or smart? Oh. See, I don't like that as a flirting question because I have to think about it, which means I probably want to be seen as smart. <laughs> so, but everybody wants to feel sexy. So that feels like an obvious answer. And if you say you want to be thought of as smart, then you don't think yourself as sexy. So do I you both? So you, you, would you rather the person is, and I apologize, uh, <laughs> T 
TNG crowd, you will not get this reference, or maybe you will. Um, if someone was flirting with you, would you rather they looked at you like you were Ginger or Marianne? I don't know. I thought Marianne was cuter than Ginger, but everybody else liked Ginger. No, everybody says Marianne was the cute one, but still. Yeah. All right. Well, Ginger, the professor then. <laughs> Ginger. She's hot and sexy. She was not bad. Gilligan's Island, people. Gilligan's Island. Uh, and as <laughs> Just a com- in case. <laughs> as a complete sidebar that you'll never recover from. There's a version of the song by Led Zeppelin called Stairway to Heaven. There's a version of that song with that music, but it's done with the lyrics of Gilligan's Island. And <laughs> I got to Le- hear it. No, you'll never hear it because Led Zeppelin quickly re- struck it down saying, oh. no, that is not fair use of our music. Thank cool. you anyway. All right. So number three for you. Yes. I'm going to ask it just like it's written. Okay. What's your favorite thing to do with the guy? My favorite thing to do with a guy is a sensual scene that I did with a particular person in Kansas City whose first name starts with a G. Oh, yeah. About a year and a half ago. Wow. Okay. That's my favorite scene that I've had with a guy. That's your only scene that you've no, had with a guy. No, nope, nope, nope. I, I, maybe it's my only scene per scene. Yeah, I guess there's a distinction between a scene and just playing with people. Maybe. I don't know. No, I think there is. I think there is. Like if you're doing a a flogging demo with somebody and you're mixing up a little. So that is your favorite thing to do with a guy. So you want to do it with another guy. Wait a minute. What's this question say? What is your favorite thing to do with a guy? Not that you have done with a guy. That was my favorite thing that I've done with a guy in that regards of a scene-y type of thing. Other than that, what's my favorite thing to do with a guy? Yeah. Seven days to die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Video game. (laughs) Yes. uh, Go play that particular video game. Awesome. Uh, And there you go. Are we going to set that up again anytime soon? I hope so. So uh, tentacles. Wait, wait, wait. Would you consider that a flirty question though? What's your favorite thing to do with a guy? I mean, obviously it's probably a guy asking a girl, I would assume, but you know, or guy, guy. It's a guy asking the question would be my assumption. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one because you could, it's, it's, it's a bit sexist. It's a bit naughty implied. I yeah. Think. It it's, feel, it still has that little slimy feel, doesn't it? Yeah. To me it does. It's, Cause it's, it's not asking what's your favorite thing to do with a guy. It's a, Hey, what can I get out of you? Cause I'm the guy and what will you do for me? Right. Um, I don't know. Devin, but is that are, what flirty questions? Yeah, Devin, are we overthinking this? Does the the question, what's your favorite thing to do with a guy? Is that a good flirty question and we're overthinking it? Yeah, I just think it goes back to, to you know, cis heteronormativity being the norm and like the idea that if, if you're saying, what do you like to do to a guy? You're like, also you're completely leaving out non-binary people. So I'm, I'm against the question entirely. I'm just going to say that. Based on, based on pronouns or, or whatever description being in there, correct? Yeah, I just yeah. don't think it can be flirty like that. Yeah. I get you. I get, I, a lot of these questions that we have are supposed to be on a flirty list. I must have got them from Cosmo or I'm something. I'm sure we did. <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while, like last episode, we had got a couple gems. But for the most part, no. They're kind of weird. 
So, and maybe it's just being in our community for so long that these feel weird. I bet they feel okay to yeah, some people. Yeah, absolutely. Or they wouldn't be in there. So, but hey, well. yeah. Anyway, all right. So we have got tentacle pictures. They're starting to come in. So uh, Tinkster sent, um, they sent me a Disney Illustrator. It's called Disney Illustrator Imagines a Life with a Pet Octopus. So it is more about they get a little baby pet octopus, and then as the octopus grows up, it washes the person's hair, and it takes care of the dishes, and they go for a walk, and just all kinds of neat stuff. Well, I could use an octo like that. (laughs) It's kind of cute. (laughs) And then, um, oh, this one was actually really cool, and if it wasn't so expensive, I probably would have bought it. But uh, Pretty Taboo sent an Etsy link to an octopus handle bamboo cane. Hmm. And it's called Cane of Cthulhu. And the Cthulhu handle is done at a resin. So it's actually hmm. kind of neat. Me and um, Lady Kaya were talking recently about how it's hard to find um, bamboo and uh, what's the other Rattan. name? Rattan. Yep. So um, it's hard to find those kind of natural canes anymore that usually, every, you know, it's made out of something man-made now instead of and more natural. And I actually like the bamboo mm-hmm. and rattan over like the Lexan like and metal. stuff like that. Though I do love the KJ Canes. Mm-hmm. So um, if anybody wants one, and I, I don't off the top of my head remember what it is that they use for their canes, mm-hmm. but kjcanes.com, the two that I have of those, love those. But um, otherwise, I, I like the bamboo and rattan. So, I bet if you were to go back, and I'm going to guess somewhere around episodes between 200 and 300, mm-hmm. if you listen to our podcast, KJ Keynes was a sponsor for, oh, yeah. for quite a while. You could probably find one of the discount codes. It's probably something like Dan and Dawn 2016 and say, hey, but, I got a discount code, man. I still want to use it. I warned her because we saw her at um, LLC, LLC yep. last year. And, um, you know, she actually spoke up and said people are still using the code <laughs> because they're going back. They're listening to podcasts yeah. from years ago and the code's still on there. So you might be able okay. to use it, might be able to use it. So, and they do have good product, but, uh, I, I, um, I might have to go back and look at this cane of Cthulhu and I have an allowance. And Maybe it's something I should get. Finally, <laughs> on the tentacle and food on boobs front, Chip the Tentacle Guy sent Yay, us both Chip. a woman. With a huge octo on her, and just literally a woman with a huge octopus hanging out on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a woman with huge, speaking of huge things, she a woman with huge breast and fruit. A lot of breast and a lot of fruit. That was awesome looking. Yeah, absolutely. Make, <laughs> Thanks, Chip. Um, so it was neat to hear from Chip and Sasquatch again. So I was just going through my whole friends list on FET. So for that uh, fundraiser I'm putting together. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, we used to hear from that person. We used to hear from that person. I actually reached out to one of them that I hadn't heard from in a long while. Oh, good. So, well, we had a, um, a local person here um, helped start Moral. Mm-hmm. One of the three that yep. helped start Moral. Right. The single one. Oh, okay. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, And um, actually reached out to her because I hadn't yeah. heard from them in forever. Yeah. And they're doing fine. Well, good, good. Glad Just got back it. from Dark Odyssey, they said. Ah. I'm like, oh, I miss Dark Odyssey. Indeed. Uh, new subscribers to the newsletter include Susie from right here in Columbus. Awesome. Susie, if you have not done so yet, stop by the space and say hello. So, 
We'd be happy to meet you if we haven't already. You I don't can know, get your... I, oh, I don't no. know everybody's real names. Well, I do find out people's real names because I work the door, but then I forget them because I don't want to know them. But then I don't learn their FET names, so I don't know who anybody is anymore. That's um, a mix of you registering people and you getting older. Oh, you know what? My owl group is really, really awesome. Older women in alternative mm-hmm. lifestyles, because we talk about that shit. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, we have actually upcoming topics. Am I too old to be Polly? Oh, nice. And other and similar like things as well. Yeah, well, some of our community's getting older as the younger crowd's coming in. So. Yep. so get your EA shout out. Head over to eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter. Take a moment to support the podcast. Read us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head on over to patreon.com. Slash Erotic Awakening. Take a look at the options like discounted stuff, extra content, and more. Well, there you go. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Bye, Devin. Bye, Devin. <laughs>